Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? This is fight game media. I still think it needs it. <laughs> yeah, we, we need it, man. You're you know, you're the video guy. You got all the connections over there, man. Maybe do you got somebody with like a super, super deep voice that you know that could do a voiceover? I might. Let me think about that. Because I'll be honest, um, my cousin's not talking to me, and I'll tell you why. Oh, what'd you do? I it's not anything that I did. The 49ers beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Oh, um, they, yeah. That did happen. Well, they beat him by a touchdown, but still, he's not happy about it. Neither is my brother. Uh, both of them are scumbag Cowboy fans, so no, neither of them have it. talked to me all week. They'll get over it. It's just football. You know, can you believe they think I'm the type of guy that would talk shit, you know, well, after a football game when my team wins? Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, picked up a trend or two over the years. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but hey, man, we're gonna go ahead and start off the show with some uh, some pretty cool news, JD. I'm not gonna do the breaking news thing since it happened yesterday, but I did this. Oh, oh. look! Oh, hey, <laughs> the breaking the graphics. Yes. Breaking graphics. Yeah, we have a Chiron. We have a Chiron. Yeah, I was playing around with that earlier. But uh, Impact Wrestling um, announced on their, their Press Pass podcast, which I was a part of, but uh, Tom Hannafin, he didn't call on me, and I know why, because he's an Eagles fan, and he knows the Eagles are going to suck it this weekend. But uh, um, <laughs> he, he, he started the Press Pass podcast um, and announced that Impact Wrestling, he, they're saying they're announcing three major events in Chicago in 2023, but let's be honest, these are six separate events over the course of three different weekends. Um, they will be returning to Chicago at Cicero Stadium. So that was the one that you went to last year for emergence. Um, April 28th and 29th, Spring Slugfest. You know what I would have done? I, I would have just looked up to see if the trademark for Spring Stampede was taken, and I would have just tried to take it. Why not? Just, you know, go go with like a cool name but they went it was spring slugfest so we'll they probably did because they got the new year's revolution (laughs) one so i'm gonna assume they checked into spring stampede yeah i'm going to bet that hunter probably has it you know yeah or cody i I think that was a that might have been a dusty name so maybe cody has it but uh and then uh july 28th and 29th uh for chicago heat um and October twenty first and twenty second for uh, Bound for Glory and then uh, the the Bound for Glory Fallout show uh, afterwards. So um, three weekends, six big events. You get a season pass if you buy now. I think they they the tickets are on sale tomorrow or today by the time you're listening to this. Friday. And if you buy them, yeah, Friday. If you buy them early, then uh, you get a super big discount on all six events coming to the Chicago area. You know, I this for me this news was it was really cool, but it's I kind of I kind of have a it's okay I have a love hate that's okay I'll I'll just talk so I have a love hate relationship with this announcement. Um, I love the fact that they are leaning forward and announcing the Bound for Glory date uh, about eight and a half months in advance. I think that's cool. I um, I whenever we take them to task for not doing something normal um, and um, something that a normal promotion would do, which is announce your dates way ahead of time to start to get the buzz going early. Uh, Impact typically doesn't do that. They typically wait until the pay-per-view that they're the, the pay-per-view before to announce the date, but like they did for hard to kill. They announced the rebellion date at hard to kill. 
but they're leaning forward. Um, Bound for Glory is going to be in Chicago, October 21st and 22nd. And I think that's cool. I, I do think it's overkill for the Chicago market to have six Disagree. events. Disagree. Okay. Uh, so I, I personally think it's overkill because uh, we've seen what they've done to other markets. I think Louisville, they went three times last year to Louisville. And by the time they, they went the third time, it was a complete dead town. And Louisville is a good wrestling city. It's not like that's a you know a shitty town or anything like that. But uh, six I'm events a... in Chicago over the course of a year. Man, I don't know about that one. Well, I'm a selfish motherfucker, and I'm going to go. So, <laughs> so Yeah. I'm having troubles with my light tonight, man. I had this all set up, and now this shit's not working. So I, I was going to see you just fine, dude. I yeah, but it's not good enough. Okay, like this goes on YouTube, okay. and I want it to look good because I'm a professional, and the shit that I right. buy breaks. So is your I, is your microphone connected? This week, does it sound bad? It sounds like it's not connected. <laughs> check check your settings. Well, goddamn it! <laughs> I just noticed that. I'm falling apart the seams over here. Continue. What a what a pro, JD. What a bro. Pro, what a pro. I'm quitting. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I think I, I think I hurt JD's feelings. He left the show. No, he's just gonna go get a new light bulb for his light. So JD is a professional like video guy. And so now you look great. You sound great. I think everything is rocking and rolling. Sorry, Garrett's gonna be infuriated with me today, and I don't play, so I blame him. So, uh, as I was saying, a, Chicago is yeah. the best wrestling market in the country. Impact has burned out cities like Louisville. Louisville? Who cares about Louisville? <laughs> and they're coming to a real wrestling town that does nothing but give great wrestling crowds every time. They were going to burn AEW. I remember AEW was going to burn out Chicago. That didn't happen. Um. Uh, so, their, their attendance did drop quite a bit. So, they could still do all out, but sir, their attendance for their, sir, for their Dynamites did drop sir, quite a bit. Sir, you yeah. are incorrect. They drew more of the last Dynamite than they did the one in February, where it was Punk versus MJF. So, well, nice I'm still try. going off the narrative from February. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had been back since then. Well, I, <laughs> they have been back. They were back three times since then. I took my son to all four of those shows this year. And it's a dynamite. Like when you bring in well, the big so reviews, wasn't cares? there like wasn't there like a big to do? Like Meltzer had a big to do about um, the tenants going down and down and down, and for dynamites and rampages and stuff like that. And then attendance was really bad until all out, and then all out obviously was sold out. Didn't they have? Didn't they have that whole thing last year? Oh, I mean, like they they drew a great crowd at the big arena for um, what do you call it for the Forbidden Door. They yeah. drew a good crowd for All Out, same as always. They sell that thing out every year. And they ran a uh, a Dynamite in November, the day before Thanksgiving, the biggest bar day of the year, for the record. And they outdrew, or came close, I forget which one. They outdrew or came close to drawing what they drew in February, oh. which was during a snowstorm. So, you know, they ran they ran it four times here. The bottom line is when, when people are in Chicago, people from Chicago come to watch wrestling. Yeah. Happens for WWE too. WWE draws great in this town. Like Chicago loves pro wrestling. They and it's do. also a hub city that's very easily accessible from mm -hmm. most cities in the Midwest. And it's also very easy to fly to. So it makes yeah. perfect sense to me. They run these shit towns. I'll say it. If you get to talk shit about football, I get to talk shit about the South. <laughs> they run these shit towns that nobody cares about, that nobody goes to. Like Louisville. Fuck cares about Louisville. <laughs> multiple times a year hey. now they're gonna now they're gonna run a big town they're gonna run, they're gonna run a real city with real uh, wrestling fans that <laughs> like lucha wrestling so hey fuck all i you. i've Come always chicago 
<laughs> Talk your shit, JD. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Louisville just because they have the Muhammad Ali Museum there. Fair I, enough. I do want to see that. that Louisville's it. a beautiful town. <laughs> it's actually a really nice city. I like going yeah. through it whenever I have to drive yeah. to the armpit of America known as Kentucky. So, yeah. Yeah. I So, I, I have family that live in a little town called Nortonville, <laughs> Kentucky. And uh, one year I, I come I come home on leave and I because I have a bunch of family in Missouri. They go, hey, we should drive to Kentucky to go see our, our cousins. And I'm just like in my head, I'm thinking every worst possible thing you could think of about what Kentucky looks like. Like I'm talking like like just overalls. I'm talking like meth, racism, every like bad thing you could think that exists in Kentucky. That's what's going on in my head. I was like can't they come here? Right. Like, can't they come to our air? Like, no, they, they, they want us to come. They have this house on the lake and yada, yada. They want you to go. I was like, okay. So we, we, we take the trip. It's like seven hours uh, by car. And the moment I get from the Arkansas, which is kind of podunk enough, I get across the Arkansas, Kentucky border. The first thing I see is a 300 pound man in overalls with no t-shirt driving a lawnmower on the highway. And I was like, you guys are telling me that all these things I think of Kentucky is not what exists in Kentucky. Yet here we are. Look at what I'm seeing right now. Um, but uh, but the the town that they my my cousins lived in was beautiful, and uh, they did have a big beautiful house on a lake, so it was awesome. So lots of Kentucky is actually really nice. Like it has yeah. a bad reputation, but most of Kentucky is really nice. However, let me tell you about the state of Indiana. What a dump. Everything you just said about the Kentucky, <laughs> that actually is Indiana, the worst yeah. state of all the states. It is the armpit of the Midwest, and we all should hate Indiana frequently. Indiana sucks. A, a, a lot of people from Indiana, they claim they're from Chicago because they can drive there. They Duh. can drive there within a couple of hours, yeah. <laughs> no, not even Hammond. Hammond is right across the border. Ugh. Indiana's gross. <laughs> Get out of here with uh, that. Uh, that's funny. All right, guys. Well, we will get into the we'll get into the impact recap. What other um, state can I offend tonight? Keep them. Coming. I know. Yeah, we'll get into the incap the impact recap. Um, on BTI, Zicky Dice defeated Carly Bravo, and that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. Um, I totally thought his name was Charlie. Yeah. Well, Whenever I thought it was Charlie Bravo. I had no yeah. idea until this week it was Carly. Yeah, so, so you know who this guy is? I know of him. I know he's. Yeah. I've seen his name floating around a long time, but I've never watched him wrestle till I saw the end of BTI tonight. So, and then I heard them yeah. call him Carly, and I went, "His name's Carly." <laughs> I blew well, my mind. So, I'm interested in this guy, man. This might be a guy that they might want to take a look at and bring in. Um, I know, I know, he was a tag team. Who is the um, the the army guy, Captain uh, in, Ranger in, Ross? No, Captain. Yeah, <laughs> Ranger Ross was an actual like. Yeah, he was um, an actual paratrooper, I believe. Yeah, no, but so Carly Bravo's a Marine, and there's an AEW Captain. What's his name? Captain Sean something. Dean. Sean Dean. Sean I think Dean. they were a tag team on the Indies for a little bit, and people thought they were going to bring them both in, but they only brought in Captain Sean Dean. So, um, but Carly Bravo. Here, here's what I like about this guy. He's obviously his military background. Obviously, tugs on my heartstrings a little bit. I like to see my military guys eat. Um, but he is obviously a really good athlete. He's got some charisma, but he's also a self-starter. He has this match with Zicky Dice coming up, and he, on his own, filmed his own promo and cut a promo about it and released it on all his social media, and it actually got some buzz. 
for a pre-show match with Ziggy Dice. Like this guy's trying to get his name out there. They need more people like that, more people like that willing to take a chance on themselves to get themselves over and do the extra things that are needed for that. You know who else used to cut their own promos? Jay and Mark Briscoe. Yeah, absolutely. They helped, they yeah help forge their legend. So are we actually talking about BTI? Are we really? Oh, because there's a military guy, so we have to actually well, talk about BTI. Well, no, no, <laughs> I, I, I stuck with the gimmick, and then I'm also gonna, you know, back, back our guy. So we got. I, like, I, I'm you with know. you. I'm with yeah. you. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 uh, he, he looks like a guy that could be something for, uh, for, for Impact, man. So I'm, I'm excited. Maybe they'll bring him back again. He wasn't at the, the tapings from this past weekend, but hopefully they bring him back soon. Honestly, these are the guys I want to see them bringing in more, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, Trey Miguel. So, so they open the show. The first match is Trey Miguel defeating a spry 73-year-old <laughs> Mike Jackson. Uh, there's a, So they noted here. So our friend uh, Josiah was uh, not recapping this week. He he is off. He's off on another assignment for tonight. But uh, whoever else did it uh, said that there was a 45-year difference between Mike Jackson and Trey Miguel, which is uh, that's kind of funny. Um, Mike Jackson's over, man. <laughs> Everything he did, the crowd went crazy for. Um, I don't think they're ever doing this again, but it was kind of funny to see it. Oh, uh, this happened. <laughs> I mean, Mike Jackson for a 70. I will say this for Mike Jackson. He moves better than the great Muta. Yes, yes, because I don't. I don't think after this match they're wheeling Mike Jackson around in a wheelchair. That did happen. Yeah, that did happen. The great Muta has figured out a way to milk every last dollar out of this retirement run. <laughs> well, this retirement run, the next one, maybe he'll get even more money. I don't know if he'll survive to the next one. Like his <laughs> legs may actually fall off. Unlike Mike Jackson, who. I don't know. Some of that stuff, I was like, oh, man, he can barely move. And then I went, well, he moves better than than Kiji. So, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, it was fine. It was fine for a one-off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just a fun thing. And then after the match, Miguel – oh, so, yeah, Mike Jackson lost, of course. Uh, after the match, Miguel went to the outside to look for some spray paint, but uh, Crazy Steve was laying under the ring. Crazy Stevehausen, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Miguel thought about standing his ground, but took off from the ringside area quickly. Uh, Crazy Steve then confronted him in the ring, took his shirt off, and he had the word Trey written all over his body, and then he spray-painted Trey Miguel's symbol across his chest and stomach. So uh, that, that looks to be the next uh, match coming up for Trey Miguel. Well, the Black Taurus, not not they, Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve was just out there supporting his friend. No, you know? so no, Taurus got the match at Hard to Kill and already lost. I think they're going towards Crazy oh, Steve. Oh, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I misunderstood. Um, I thought yeah. we were going back to Taurus because that's a match I'd like to see again. Whereas well, Crazy you could Steve, have seen it had you watched Hard to Kill. I it was very it. good. I said again. <laughs> I said again. Because yeah. that would be a good match. Crazy Steve. Won't just be something Trey has to carry. So you know, because Crazy Steve. Not I good. I disagree with that. I've seen Crazy mm. Steve go, man. I think I've seen mm. him have really good matches. I really have. Compared yeah. to Black no. Taurus. Oh, he's not as good as Taurus. No, that's what but I'm he's saying. Still, he's still he's still pretty good. I mean, it'd be fine for an impact, but I mean, I hope we don't build us to a, a pay per view or something like that with Crazy Steve. Um, without giving any spoilers, I think it's going to be on an Impact episode. I'm okay. Um, with that. It may or may not have been recorded over the weekend. Fair. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, backstage, Jay Miller was with uh, Josh Alexander uh, talking about the main event and his potential challenger. And then Steve Macklin interrupted. He informed uh, mm. Alexander that he was a target 
Uh, Scott Demore was no longer around to protect him. Um, so I don't know when, but this is happening. I like. I'm starting to like like the build to this. Um, I I I'm really. They're doing a slow slow build here with Macklin. I'm still mad that Bully got the pin over him, but he hasn't lost since then. Maybe they get the pin back eventually over Bully before we get the Josh and uh, Macklin. But this is a match I want to see, man. Mike, I've come to accept this about this promotion. I think you need to get this too, and we just have to accept that this is the way it is here. Wins and yeah. losses do not matter in Impact. They just don't. No. No. They don't. Uh, but you can't think yeah. about that because, again, I make myself crazy when I think, why did this person beat this person? And then you just have to take the absolutist mentality of it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, no. quite, the only question that we have to answer is when does Macklin get this shot? I'm thinking spring-ish. I don't think rebellion. Well, so um, it could be rebellion, but I'm if it's rebellion, rebellion, you know Josh is winning. Um, I Josh but if they winning. if they do it at one of the monthly live events that is only on Impact Plus, I think you know you would think Macklin might have a better shot. But um, my idea is since Josh already holds the record for longest title reign, let Macklin get it at the monthly event and then rematch in Toronto at Rebellion. That's what I would do. Um, well, that'd but, be fun. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see him have more than just a good than a pocket watch run, you know. Yeah, I'd like that's to see true. him actually get a real run, but you could always hot shot it and go back to him at some point. Yeah, you could go back to him like later in the year, like yeah, that. That happens all the time. Like you yeah. can just see how what people think of him as champion. Yeah, you know, do a temporary one, and then um, I I I think he's better off as a babyface down the road, honestly. So. Really? You see I that? do, I do, I do, hmm. I do. I when when he briefly turned last year against Honor No More. Super um, brief. Super brief. It was super brief and then he flipped right back around. I thought yeah. I thought it was like, man, I think this is a somebody that we can get behind, but um I don't think they need him as a baby face. So I think they need him as a heel. Oh, I mean, yeah, they he's already Josh has already beaten all the other heels, so but I mean, like, I think that we need like more granted, we don't have a lot of strong baby faces right now. Like true, yeah. like like top level baby faces. It's Josh, and then it's Josh. It's Josh, Rich the Kazarian, Rich Swan, Saban, yeah. Shelley. Yeah, yeah. And those guys are both all. All those guys are seem firmly mid card, right? Yeah. Like, yep. but then again, um, I don't know. I think Macklin's a good heel. Like, I really like the chip on his shoulder, angry at the world character. I don't know how that plays as a baby. I mean. Well, that's actually, I just described Steve Austin, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's him though, you know, and Steve yeah. Austin was special because everything he sh- ever did should be testable, but it wasn't, yeah. you know, made that guy yeah. different. I don't know. I'm interested. I think he's going to have an interesting year this year and I don't quite know where it's going to end up. Yeah. Well, that's why we watch the shows folks. Mm-hmm. Um, backstage Saban was preparing for the main event as Shelly watched on. Thank you for that. I'm glad you guys put that in there. And then, uh, then they go backstage again to Rich Swan, who was also prepping for the main event. So um, next match, Kushida and Kevin Knight defeated the good hands, Jason Hodge and John Schuyler. If you name someone the good hands, that means you don't ever want them to win a match ever, ever. And, and they're not going to. <laughs> way to define a team way fucking down. They should have just called them well done too. Yeah. Or not fucking winning. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but uh Terrible, um yeah, Kushida obviously Kushida is great, but I like this Kevin Knight kid. Uh he looks pretty good, man. Um and they 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 brought what him a, around for the Orlando tapings too. So what a hot take. Yeah. Shibata, the best trainer in wrestling. That's I don't think that's a hot take at all. 
I, oh, it I is. It is. We have enough people here. I will tell you that we have enough people listening to our show that think the sun rises and sets in our in Winter Park, Florida, um, on the WWE Performance Center, where they train gymnast, gymnasts to move really slowly while doing <laughs> yeah. flips. Yeah. So, uh, so they Shibata's success rate is insane. Yeah. If everybody's you know, good. Yes. Yeah, he 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 rarely misses on a talent. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Shibata, but this was kind of a nothing match. Uh, Kushida and uh, Kevin Knight, uh, was basically a squash. So wait till Carl or till, uh, not Carl Anderson, Carl Fredericks shows up in NXT and works circles around everybody down there. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be painfully obvious at that point. Shibata right. rules as a trainer. Yeah, Kevin Knight looks I, good. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is going to have to be like, okay, kid, you can do all these moves, but can you look at the hard cam? Come on, let's practice hard cam. Can Shawn Michaels? He's got that lazy eye. <laughs> I had a yeah, lazy eye, so I, I could make that joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, then backstage, Giselle Shaw and Jai Vidal confronted Santino about who their partner was for tonight. Marti or Morella introduced somebody, but uh, they could or we the camera couldn't see who it was, but both Shaw and Vidal were impressed. <clears throat> um and then uh, Mickey James met up with Jordan Grace, congratulated her for her match at Hard to Kill. Grace said she wasn't helping James last week, but merely protecting her. Oh, so this started off with uh, Mickey James was saying, like, uh, you know, you came down there to help me, like I'm some kind of charity case. So Mickey's kind of being a shithead here. This and promo, then, uh, this promo was garbage. Yeah, all the way around. The verbiage was bad. The delivery was awful. She's like, this is one of my best. Like. Wrestling is so weird where you can talk to some, where you can lose and talk to the guy like, man, man, we had a great match, winking and nodding to the crowd that, yeah, this is all bullshit, but we put on a good performance. And no athlete would ever say, hey, man, good game. And the other guy's like, yeah, man, great game. You're like, fuck you, you beat me. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird about wrestling is where you have to do that. And they start bitching at each other. It was just. It was just bad. It was just like the verb. It was like this was very WWE. The the, the, the verbiage was bad. The delivery was bad. Like, is this was not it at all? Yeah, I did like that. Grace brought up the fact that Mickey James had tapped during the match because she did, but the referee didn't catch it. So, uh, which is probably going to lead to them having another big match later this year. But who knows when that's going to be? Probably there's like six knockouts, so it'll happen again yeah. at some point. Death dolls. Jessica and uh, Taya Valkyrie with Rosemary defeated Giselle Shaw and the mystery opponent, Angelica Houston. She does look like Angelica Houston. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought it was going to laugh first. I'm like, wow, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's not even an insult. That's just, she just kind of looks like she Angelica looks like Houston. Angelica if, Houston. If anybody knows something uh, from Adam's family, but <laughs> the, the former Mrs. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Broken, broken. I popped it, it was, song. I was not excited. I didn't. I don't read spoilers, so that, that got me. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, Tara." Yeah, it's Tara. Uh, yeah, Victoria. It was cool seeing, yeah, it was whatever. well. Tara in uh, Impact, Victoria in uh, WWE. But uh, yeah, it was cool seeing Tara back, man. And she obviously that meant a lot to her to be back. So she hadn't been she on TV like, anywhere in a while. Yeah, she seemed like she was into it, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so Giselle Shaw was clearly jealous that Tara got a big reaction, so she wouldn't let Tara get in the ring, which pissed Tara off. Tara hit the widow's peak on her and uh, walked out, and then the Death Dolls got the victory there. So 
I appreciate that they've worked into canon that Giselle Shaw is the worst tag team wrestler in the company. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, I think that's a great character beat. I really yeah. do. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's actually fun. Yeah. That she sucks in tag teams. I think that's mm-hmm. a, I don't I can't remember any character actually. I can't remember a wrestler actually having that as part of their character where they're such oh. a bad teammate. Like to the point where I, they never ever win ever. It's fantastic. I, I think there was a time in WWE with like one of the jobbers or something like that. We just kept getting new tag team partners, but I'm trying, I can't put a face uh, to it. Like I'm trying to think that that happened at one point. I think but. you're right. That with the, it's different with a jobber than with someone who's actually like is a singles performer treated with respect, but as a tag, but I like, it's the character too. Is she's so freaking yeah. selfish that she can't, yeah. it's, it's totally the character. She cannot share the spotlight with anybody and ru- like Hannafin says ruins tag teams. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's great. I actually, I get, that's a really, fun character beat that doesn't hurt her at all because eventually she's going to get that knockout title but mm-hmm. again it's like it makes for an interesting little thing it was oh she's gonna have a tag team partner well she's a selfish bitch let's see how she screws this up this week so it's, <laughs> yeah. that's fun that's actually a cool character yeah. beat. i like that no yeah i totally agree um backstage rhino getting ready for the main event and then a video promo showed uh which a woman taylor wilde performing witchcraft I- did you see that big pile of white powder? I thought Taylor was going to freaking do some blow on live TV. That's I thought that she was going straight Scarface on that deal. It <laughs> yeah, would like, have been more interesting, honestly. I'd rather than her Scarface. Than her doing some, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Bray Wyatt-esque mumbo jumbo. This is stupid, man. This shit is, <laughs> she's holding a crystal over it. Like, w- which way is the crystal going to move? Like, oh my God, this is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. And, and this show is, gives us some stupid shit from time to time. This is, this is, this is dumb. This is really dumb. Like they're the really card. building her up to just job to kill her Kelly in seven minutes. Like they're doing all this for that. Well, like, it's like she's going to keep job to everyone anyway, so now we might as well give her just this fucking terrible gimmick, yeah. right? The witchcraft thing, like the like, I don't know, man. Like, unless she's at, gonna, at like, one just point, get a cat or something. I this is yeah. At, at one point, is she going to wake up? And you know, I was like, you know what? These magic spells I'm using not working. I keep I, losing. As I often say, with when it comes to supernatural things in pro wrestling, if the magic powers worked, you would never you never lose. So. Yeah. But she was like committed. She had the. She's talking something about swords and all this shit about tarot cards. Like we're supposed to know what the hell she means. Like it just it would kept going. She just kept saying things. Yeah. This could have been thirty seconds and it would have had the exact same effect. But instead, she just went on and on and on. And at the end, it was like, oh, witchy woman. See how high she yeah. flies. I don't know. This is all her, man. She must have dirt on somebody to get this kind of TV time just to lose a match. So they like um, her, but this is a, yeah. This is a terrible gimmick. Terrible. <laughs> then we go to Tentino. He's with the Dave LaGreca of Busted Open Radio. And they're interrupted by Bully Ray, and Bully Ray confronted Morella and said, why am I not in the main event? This a, It's a match with all former world champions, Impact World Champions, and I wasn't invited. And Morella said, you lost. And then Bully reminded him, well, you remember what happened to the last guy that was in charge? And then he left. Can I make an apology? Yeah, I was wrong. About hold, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, he's good, right? He has been so much more subtle here than he ever was in WWE. Like yeah. when they signed him, I thought he'd have the clown nose on and be beep beeping all over the place and acting like an idiot. Uh, I have not. I 
and I look for things, right? I was mm-hmm. looking for something to hate. He's fine. Like he's far you know, more subdued than I fully expected, even more than Scott in some points. So he uh, was he was a bit more over the top and hard to kill. Um, and he's a little bit more over the top this week, or I mean last week than he was this week. But yes, this week he was very subdued. I so. if this is what he's going to be from now on, I have zero qualm with this. Zero. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I thought I thought everything was was okay. Um, I we're leading. It's leading towards a bully Ray Tommy Dreamer showdown at the next show. No, I don't want. Don't don't which, don't make me think. Which about cookie that. with you know cookie sheets and tables and uh, thumbtacks and that whole deal. So, um, so like the execute like bully Ray is really good at this stuff. So don't get yeah me for sure. So the ex- ex- execution was fine. I just don't care about where it's going. No, I don't. I don't care about the, the, the hosts of Busted Radio fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. um, Sammy Callahan was getting ready and Design watched on, so there you go. And then Gia was with Natasha Steeles. I missed this whole promo, so I apologize. Oh, uh, she Miller split off. She split off. Okay. So uh, Miller referenced Steeles' loss last week and stated that she's been having problems with Evans as of late. Evans stated that it wasn't working anymore, and when Miller asked for clarification, Steeles said all of it before walking off. So I guess they they're done, huh? Had they not announced that she had resigned, we could be like, "Oh, ooh, is Tasha out?" It would have been interesting. But <laughs> they announced they kind of they kind of cut the legs out of their own story a little bit. So yeah, I guess I guess it's not working. I don't know what's what's I don't know what's next for Tasha. Are we repackaging her. She can do something different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What where where does that leave Evans? I know Evans is signed here too. So maybe they just go their separate ways, and maybe Evans one of them turns babyface. I don't know. One less tag team. Oh yeah. Uh, Bullet Club Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated the major players Myers and Cardona. Um, I thought this was a good match. Oh, yeah, yeah good. I really this. Myers, Myers and Cardona, a good tag team. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been the tag. They are they are former world champions, Mike. Let's let us they, not forget. They are. Yeah. Like, um, it's fine. I actually really like the finish of this match too. To be honest, I thought that yeah. was cool. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I I thought it was really cool. Obviously, Ace and Bay are great, and uh, I like that Ace and Bay are getting the win here. They got the win over Cardona, who we might be seeing on Saturday night, um, get thrown out at you know entrant number seventeen or something. Yeah, I, I didn't. Okay, I don't know if I said this in our group chat. I mean, like, I, I feel like Ace and Bay are kind of treading like feels like we're we're treading water a little bit. Like we might be gearing them up for a tag push, but they were merely a. Um, they were a vehicle to build more of Joe Hendry in this match. Yeah. Like they lost so that we could get a Joe Hendry gang moment. And like, so the heat is on Hendry and we forget about Ace and Bay, which I don't love. Like the Hendry thing was funny. Don't get me wrong, but um, it wasn't about Ace and Bay. It was about Joe Hendry and like his thing with Moose and now, now the major players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because, you know, Ace and Bay, there was a challenge here. This is like kind of not a rematch, but they did. They were part of the four way tag team title match at Hard to Kill. And the major players did cost Ace and Bay the match. Um, mm-hmm. There in the end, they kind of snuck back in and cost them the match. So that's why they were having the match. Oh, I get why the match. Yeah. yeah I they get they that. explained it. But yeah, as soon as mm-hmm. it was over, they diverted all the attention over to Joe Hendry, which is which is fine. But now we got to kind of get back to what Ace and Bay are doing, which is they're they really are building them up to a shot at Motor City Machine Guns. 
But because Motor City Machine Guns has two wins over them, they got to get several wins, or at least you would think so in like a regular promotion to get several wins to get back to that point. But um, they did what they did get the victory tonight, and I, I think they're gonna have a good weekend coming up. So soon. I'm okay with circumventing the, the multiple wins part if we can create a personal issue between the two teams. Yeah. And there's still time. There's still time. So I would like to see Ace and Bay do something character-wise that relates with the guns just so we can get interested in that instead of using them as a vehicle to continue getting Joe Henry over, who, by the way, is super over. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and the story with uh, the Bullet Club and the and the guns, they really started it before they left to Japan because the guns had beaten them. And then afterwards, they are like, hey, you know what? We're getting ready to go to Japan just like you guys did when you were, you know, our age, essentially, just like you guys did back in the old days, go to Japan. And when we come back, we're going to be better than ever. We're coming for you guys. And so that's kind of been the story there, but maybe we'll get a personal issue out of it because they're, they're trying to relate that Ace and Bay are like the new Motor City machine guns. Like there's a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like but that's they like are just- what the Motor City machine guns used to be. They're telling us that more than showing us that, right? You know, like they're saying if you speak something into existence, it could become a thing. Like, I want to see more of that. Again, they won today, but yeah. like again, it's not it was a it was a crux to get to something else, right? Yeah. I want to see the focus more on them. And I almost don't want them to have the shot right away. Like I'd like to see them, like you say, go on a run, let's beat some people up, like kill some job teams, like go do something. Like, you know, it would be nice if they showcase a little bit more of the, the new Japan stuff or you know, just just to get, I feel like they just need some help to help these guys get up further, right? I think they take it for granted that we should think that they're the they're the they're the top contenders when I just don't see them doing the work in the show to get us there. You know? Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Personal opinion. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, no, it makes sense to me. After the match, Impact Digital Media Champion Joe Hendry, who is freaking over, uh, came out to the entrance ramp. Hendry stated that he's heard that Cardona wants a shot at the title and presented him with a new world premiere video um, <clears throat> titled Edge's Bitch. Um, and you guys, it's hard to describe all the lines that he hit in this thing, but uh, it was really, really funny. Impact put it out on their social media. I tweeted it out. Uh, it's one of probably the best thing Joe's done since he's been here. Honestly, it's very good. It's better than the moose thing. I'll say, Oh that. yes. It, it was, yeah. it had a lot in common with the Max Castor AEW stuff, except it was a song instead of a rap, but like the music <laughs> yeah. video with like the, the cutout faces and stuff like that. It's very similar. Well, but it was and Joe, Joe's been doing that for like a decade, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. So I did not see that kind of stuff from him earlier. They didn't do a lot of it in ring of honor. So I will see to you that point. Um, yeah. But it's similar. Like I said, if you never watched that before, there's a similar vibe to it. Uh, it's right. fine. I would not be surprised if this guy's a top contender for the world title by the end of the year. <clears throat> that wouldn't shock me at all, man. The guy's got the charisma, Jeez. and he had and hard he to kill. Work. He had a really good match with Moose, he can and work. that was and that was the, that was actually the knock on him. Um, so we have our friend Paul. Well, Paul has a pretty good friend. I think you know who I'm talking about. I know and one of the one of the knocks on him or one of the questions about him is like, yeah, he's funny. He's charismatic and he could sing, but can he have a good wrestling match? And he didn't really have good wrestling matches in impact. They were just more like kind of a couple minutes here and there. He had a really good match with Moose, man. That was the, that was awesome. So I think he, that he could be a guy. He had some decent stuff in ROH again, late, late stage <clears throat> ROH that nobody watched. So, yeah. But he was working with really good thing about our wage. They had really good guys there. So I think that right. his short time there, he improved dramatically. And I'm a believer that um, you can get by a lot with just being a personality guy if you can have good matches. 
not yeah. great matches necessarily, but this dude is over. So it would not, it would not surprise me to see this guy in a world title program with some type of a heel champ. Cause Josh got to lose it eventually at some point by the end of the year. You know, I just, I think the guy's really over. If they keep it going, they could have something with them, man. I, I totally agree, man. Um, next we get kind of a squash mess. Jonathan Gresham defeats a Sheldon Jean who is, um, who was signed here, I think, actually. So yeah. that's the way they made it seem. Anyway, he was at the Atlanta tapings and also the Orlando tapings. And uh, But, yeah, uh, Sheldon, I don't know much about this guy. I know he was around for a little while. They they said he did some Noah, um, trained by Scott Demore, obviously, because he's out of the Windsor area. So um, I wasn't too impressed with him tonight, but maybe with the more we see him, the more you know we'll get to see out of him. I don't know. Yeah, it was a um... – this was more of a, uh, a showcase for Gresham. Yeah. Right? So I think that that's just kind of how it's going to be for a bit. So I think this is more of them just kind of testing the ground. Like, he's going to be like a Hotch pickup or oh, who's Hotch's partner again? I can't think of his name. Well, uh, Skyler. Thank you. John Skyler, like one of those type yeah. of guys. We'll see kind of where it goes. I mean, but they need these kind of guys too. Like, And again, it's guys that Scott trained, so, you know. Yeah, almost got loose. Yeah. I know it was so it was so funny. There was somebody I'm not going to name the person, but because I like this person, but somebody on Twitter was basically saying, "Hey, Scott Demore, like tweeting at him. Now that you're using somebody from Noah, maybe you should you know build a relationship with Noah and bring in Mara Fuji and some of these other guys." And I was like, "Who are you talking about?" And this person said, "Well, Sheldon Jean, of course." And then screenshotted his bio where it said he was Noah. Well, as it turns out, I, I, so I reached out to Justin. I was like, has this guy ever worked? No. And he goes, no, I've never heard of this fucking guy. So, well, he, he Justin, actually didn't say that. Justin, who that. works for pro wrestling. Right, Noah. Yes. right, right. And, and I was just like, I don't, I was like, hey, I don't think he's worked there. And I'm not sure that he ever worked there. And then, so, of course, this person went to cage match and wasn't lazy like me and actually did the research. This guy wrestled in Noah in like 2017. And it was, oh, a tag, <laughs> it was like tag team partners with Cody Hall. So, so this wow, person. Wow, that is yeah, old. Yeah. So they're they're they were trying to correlate the fact that this guy had wrestled there six years ago as to maybe possibly leading Noah and Impact to, to joining up somehow. I'm just like that was that was kind of a leap. <laughs> a huge leap. First that's like two ownership groups for Noah ago. That's a completely yeah. different pro wrestling Noah. <laughs> that's hilarious, that guy, by the way. Way to keep that way to keep that in the old Twitter bio. Um <laughs> set third, Myra Fuji's been over here a bunch. Been a uh, while, yeah. but well, know. he worked Bound for Glory a few years ago before the he pandemic. He did work Bound for Glory a few years ago. I forgot about yeah, that. He worked. He worked with Elgin, and then uh, him yeah. and Eddie Edwards tag yeah. team together for a little bit. Yeah, so he's hey. not a Elgin. Yeah, that guy anymore. Um, yeah, I I'm not go, I'm not going to say that that match was really good, but it was really good. Oh, no comment. Um, <laughs> don't want to get canceled for having an opinion on a guy who used to be a good wrestler. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it'd be cool if they had Marafuji come back. I think there's a better chance of Marafuji showing up in AEW in the next couple of weeks or months, something like that. Well, you know, I mean, the, uh, you know, they they did work together recently. Timothy Thatcher's coming to to, to AEW is kind of because Darby went to Noah, yeah. I guess. So that that's a that's a very polarizing move. I saw all <laughs> kinds of Twitter hot takes about that. Uh, you know what? Like I, so if you go by the story, so I said what I, so I said like, hey, you know what? If they 
know, they gave up Darby. They probably could have got somebody better than Timothy Thatcher. And that is true, right? Honestly, so. they probably have the pick of the litter there. I don't know. Whatever AEW wants, Noah's willing to give. I guarantee it, right? Um, but they want well, Timothy think- Thatcher because they're telling a story. And also, I think Brian Danielson just really likes Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, I think they wanted to work together when the two were in WWE. It never happened. I also yeah. was wondering if maybe Noah wanted Thatcher on AEW TV. That 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 could be a possibility too. Yeah, that's what I meant um, when I tweeted that the other night. Because Noah, could be like, hey, can you put Thatcher on? Because one, it's easier to get Thatcher on AEW TV than it is to jump through hoops to get Visa work to get any of their their guys on. You know, yeah, it's been a long time since a Noah guys come over to the states. No, no, actually, the Marafuji Naka, Nakajima wrestled Josh Alexander recently on an indie show. On an indie show, you're right, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. That we didn't so, get to see it here or anywhere, to be quite honest uh, with you. Yeah, I know. So Marafuji and Nakajima, and I want to say one other one other Noah. I can't remember the other Noah wrestler, but they had another Noah wrestler in the states recently because they also did King of the Indies and stuff like that on the West Coast. But hmm. um, but remember, there was a big to do about um, Alexander versus uh, Nakajima. I do the indie, that. I the indie promoter that. like didn't pay anybody there. And, oh, like, that's Al- Alberto, right. We talked. About Alberto it. beat the guy up. You know, that's <laughs> he got right. his money. <laughs> I forgot we talked about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> well, no, you know, it's so funny because. Uh, you know, uh, he's in such a bad shape. He's a, he's in such in a bad political place with the the office to begin with, because yeah. he knocked out um, he knocked out uh, not yeah it was Tetsuya Endo from DDT. So he's been in kind of the shit list. So they fed him to Naito. You know, <laughs> he's been kind of in the yeah. uh, you know over there with Noah. But I would like to see like a Segura or something like that come over here. Mar Fuji's kind of beat up. He looked pretty good in the Muda match, but Mar Fuji. You know, he's kind of hit or miss. Segura is still really good. Segura I think if you brought the tag, really if you bring the tag team of Segura and Kojima over here to any of the companies, I think they would both get <laughs> over huge because everybody knows Kojima. Yeah. So you get to use some of that Kojima love that everybody has. Everybody's in yeah, Red Club. And then you Segura, Segura never really had a run in the States, did he? No, no. He, he's, yeah. kind of an, he's kind of a secret over here. That's why I'm like, yeah. bring Segura. Because I think a lot of people would really dig like Segura's work stuff. Because he's kind of a secret over here. If you don't follow Japanese wrestling, you don't know who Takeshi Segura is. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's Sorry. very good. All right, it's cool. We'll get race, to the main event. Race for Noah. Sorry. Yeah, we'll get to the main event. We have a a, a golden shower elimination number one <laughs> contenders match. <laughs> Choking on my drink over here. <laughs> but, uh, so Rich Swan defeated uh, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, Moose, Rhino, Sammy Callahan in a golden six shooter elimination match. Golden six shower. Uh, yeah, <laughs> golden shower elimination match. Uh, this was fun. I like these elimination matches, man, and I, I really like Rich Swan. I'm not going to do a play-by-play here, but I really thought this was a, a fun match, and uh, I, I like to see Rich Swan get the win. Um, I get the feeling um, this is going to piss uh, Macklin off even more because Macklin just beat him at the pay-per-view. So that's why they're doing it. They're setting it up. They're building another challenger. Um, but Josh Alexander versus Rich Swan obviously is going to be awesome. After the match, a designer entered the ring, and it was seen a four-on-one assault on Swan. And then Yui Mora, uh, Josh Alexander, and Frankie Kazarian all came down and uh, sent the design pack in. So there we go. Um, good, good main event, man. Sammy Callahan looks like Uncle Fester. He does. Oh, you know, we had Angelica Houston earlier, mm-hmm. and now we got Uncle Fester, yeah. It's that Wednesday thing. It's some <laughs> sweeping the nation, including impact. So it's fine. It's a good match. Yeah, good match. Looking forward to Josh Alexander at uh, uh, coming up in Las Vegas at No Surrender. Um, that's the next uh, big Impact Plus special, man. So, hey, everybody. Um, 
If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. We got um, we got more cool stuff to talk about, man. So we're going to keep the conversation going over there. And until next week, later.